Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. This podcast is all about empowerment and open conversations with incredible guests. So let's get straight into it. Are you ready to slam it to the left, shake it to the right, and spice up your life, babes? Because on today's episode, we are joined by a true icon, Jerry Halliwell-Horner. The Spice Girl herself, forward slash solo artist, forward slash activist, forward slash former yoga instructor to the world, joins me in the studio to talk about her latest venture, her 10th book, Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen. TBH, for years, the only book I had read cover to cover was her first autobiography, which is a classic, and this is just as much as a page turner. We chat about our joint obsession with Anne Boleyn, who the new book is based on talking to a Spice Girl about Anne Boleyn, could this be any more rain? And Jerry talks about her experiences with bullying, loneliness, and about grief. What I love most about this episode is Jerry's words on friendship and making friends as adults, because if you wanna be my lover, you've gotta get with my friends, babes. Jerry. Welcome to rain. Here we are. We're going to make it rain today. Amazing. Who thought of that? The whole concept then. All my idea. Is it you? All my idea. This is so cool. This is amazing. So we're going to talk all about finding your power, and that is a very crucial thing because you have just released Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen, which is all about your power, and it's actually inspired by two of my history homegirls. Not just Queen Anne Boleyn, but Queen Elizabeth I. Let's just geek out for 2.2 seconds, because yeah. we're going to need to debrief about our mm-hmm. love for Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Why are you obsessed with Anne Boleyn? Walk me through. Okay, so initially, I was looking at what can I give the school that uh, Rosie Frost comes from into, you know, some some British heritage. And I initially, I did look at Queen Elizabeth I. Yeah. Okay. And... And then I then I looked at her mother, Anne Boleyn, and somebody said to me, oh, no, 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 don't pick her. And I went, why not? And then the more I unpacked her history, the more I felt compelled that she needed redemption. She needs a lot of redemption. I was like, oh, my God, whoever she... Like, I felt bad for her as a human being. She was smart. She, she re- believed in reform. Yeah. And also, she, you know, she was executed by a misogynistic pig, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And so there was, there was that. And, you know, the whole hinterland that comes with her, I think, is fa- fascinating. And 
and brilliant. And and it's sad as well. Mm. So I felt like, you know what? She deserves her moment. Oh, she does. Have you seen Six the Musical yet? Yes. Oh, that was another reason. Okay. So I saw Six the Musical. Yeah. And I think it was amazing. However. I've also got a point. I've got the same point as yes. you. Yes. Serve it to me, Cherry. They made... They came, she didn't come across that bright in... I was like, that's my only note Thank that you. I give you that. Yeah. They sort of gave her a bit of like a ditzy thing. I was like, uh-huh. She was as smart as a whip and you've made her that. That was the only thing about that. That is that another thing. It annoyed me. Point. That's the exact same point that I had yeah. when I came with it. Yeah. She was so clever. She brought so much reform into our country. Yeah. And then they've just made her out to be, they've kind of replayed her back into the patriarchal system yeah. again. Yeah, I thought that was a bit. So, yeah, for those listening, they're going, okay, what do we mean by that reform? We're talking NHS. She was trying to help the poor. Yeah. And it was Cromwell. Okay, so they're thinking about the king's money, what they're going to spend it on. She wanted to help the poor. And he's going, oh, no, 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 no. He was thinking, get rid of her. She's too opinionated. Exactly. So, yeah. And that kind of sums up what's happened with sexism throughout the whole of time, doesn't it? It's uh, Sadly, it is not that original story here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Well, the book is amazing. I absolutely loved it. And one of the things I loved about it was at the heart of this book, you have four very distinct rules, don't you? Yes. Walk us through those rules. Okay, so so for those that don't know the story, basically Rosie Frost is set in the modern time, okay? And um, she comes from the back end of London and she's sent to this school that was built 500 years ago by Queen Elizabeth I on Bloodstone Island, which is a bit like, imagine Jurassic Park for endangered animals, okay? But this school was built by Queen Elizabeth I in honour of her late mother, um, Anne Boleyn. Okay, but Anne Boleyn, so when she was executed, she was around about 30s, mm-hmm. and her child is just turning three. So imagine you're a mother, you know that you're going to die, and you want to give something to your daughter before you leave. She gives her a rule book. And these four rules, Queen Elizabeth I follows these rules, and she becomes the greatest monarch of her time, right? Now, cut to the present day, Rosie Frost, she's got all these horrible things she has to face, bullies, um, these the challenges, all these horrible head, mar- uh, deputy head. She gets given the rule book by the ghost of Anne Boleyn. Now, these four rules, I believe anyone could follow these rules. Mm-hmm. Adult, trying to find your power in your grown-up life, or if you're a kid at school being bullied. Anyone could follow these rules. I need to follow these rules. Okay, so the four rules, you want, you want to know? Serve them to me. Okay, the four rules. And I've used these rules. Okay, the first one is have courage. Take it the chance you fear the most. Okay, and that's a bit like, sometimes you're like, I can't see the road ahead, but I'm, I think it's this way, but I'm scared. Do you know what? I'm going to go for it anyway, even though I'm, I might be terrified. So whether it means, you know, um, take a job that you, you know, for example, that you, you're scared about, or you're going to sack off that, that boyfriend or that partner that you no longer want to be, but you're frightened, something. Have courage. Mm. That's the first. Second one is united we stand, divided we fall. And that is in everything. I need you, you know. We need each other. We all need each other. We, we all need we, that we're pulling, Yeah, we're pulling each other over the wall at different times. It really is. Sometimes, you know, we need that, that lift when our own faith or our own courage has run out. So it's number two. 
Rule number two helps in the rule number one, okay? The third one is really, really critical, okay? It says, never give up, Sir, be the light, serve your kingdom, you'll win your fight. And what that basically means is, so we're going for it, we're going for it, we've got our friends with us, and then it all might be getting a bit wrong, and you're like, why am I doing this? Why? Or I'm nervous. If I apply rule number three, never give up, be the light, serve your kingdom. That's it. Be of service. So, for example, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for what I believe in, but mm. actually, and I'm nervous. But if I say be of service, it's not about me anymore. It's about suppose I know I want to stand up for conservation or, or for anyone that feels bullied, right? That's what drove me on to get the job done. Okay, so no matter what, even if you think I'm a silly idiot, you know, whatever, because I'm not. It's not about me anymore. It's about, you know, it's about that kid or that person that needs empowerment. I'm suddenly bulletproof. Yeah. So give me your best because it's not about me. I'm doing it for you. Mm. I'm doing it for them. That's rule number three. And the fourth one, which I think you live by. Okay. If you liketh not these rules, make up your own. To thine own it's what's self, all about. yeah. To thine own self, be true. Be yourself. Mm. And it's it's a very it's a cliche, but it's true. Shakespeare, yeah, who also went to Hebrew Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yes, according he, to this, according to this, <laughs> according to this. What I love about that is, is that for me and for so many people, you have been a rule breaker in so many ways, and you've always gone out in whatever facet of your career you're in, at whatever point you have been at, you've always built your own rules and lived by your own rules. Is that been something that's kind of been a guiding light to you to set your own rules and get out there and make your own rules? Do you know what? I'm asking myself, you know, every day there's a different challenge. I've never got it sussed. I'm making, I'm making mistakes the whole time. Mm. And we're always, you know, we're all together trying to find the right way the right path. You know, and sometimes I'm like, going, mm, should I do this? Should I do that? What is right? And, you know, you've just reminded me, it's it's being yourself, being true, and really tuning into that. And it's so easy, isn't it? You know, we're flooded with information, mm. with what everybody else is up to. But can I have the courage to go, do you know what? I don't know what it, why. It might not make sense, but I'm going to just stay with this. I'm going mm. to stay with this path. And sometimes it get, it might not go right straight straight away. But sometimes the reward is so wonderful when you stay true to yourself and it goes really well. Yeah. It goes really, really well. That's the ultimate payoff, isn't That's it? That's so good when that, that you've had the courage with a little bit of support, you've never given up. And you've done it your way. That's a beautiful thing. And I tell you what's horrible is when you haven't listened to yourself and you've listened to somebody else and it goes wrong. So you've got two things to face. Oh my God, I've not only has it gone wrong, I didn't listen to myself and mm. I knew what the right way was. Mm. Then you sort of like, that's happened to me. I'm like, oh. When's been the time that you haven't followed your inner voice? Okay. Okay, so... Um, one of my uh, solo albums just come to me, right? There's a real lesson. My It was a solo album number two, which was called Scream If You Want to Go Faster. Had it. Stunning album. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Right, okay. There was a moment, and we can all make decisions when we're tired or feeling a bit mm. wobbly. It happens, right? 
And I'd had this huge hit, It's Raining Men. And I was very grateful for that. And, and then I was like, what, what do I release next? And um, the record company guy, it was just some guy in a suit. He went, I think you should release Scream if you want to go faster, right? And I was like, okay. And I think, is that right? Is it right? And he went, and I was sort of wobbling about it. And he went, oh, it's the name of the album. Go on, go with it. And I went, I just caught, I was a bit tired. Mm. I went, oh, okay then. And actually, hindsight, if I look back, and it did okay, it didn't, emba- it didn't embarrass itself, but it didn't do as, it didn't go right to the top. I probably could have picked something that was, um, I think would have done better. Well, that's a good lesson in life. Yeah, isn't it? remind. Remi- it's a reminder. It's such an important reminder. And that yeah. also comes back to like finding your power, which is what this book is all about. Yes. When do you think you've dug the deepest to find your power? God, there's always moments. I mean, I'm with this book. Okay, so I've always loved writing. Mm. I've always loved it. I, I studied English literature before music and I studied theatre. And um, and there's moments where, you know, you're, you're terrified to go for what you want, to think, can I do this? And then... And with Rosie Frost, this is testimony to living those rules out about never giving up. And there were, I had to, you know, and I got rejection, a little bit of like kickback at the beginning. It wasn't quite right, but I kept on going. There was something inside me. I was doing that rule number three. Don't, I'm not doing it just for me. I'm doing mm. it for everyone else out there. That They're going to find something. They're going to find some power. If you ever feel bullied by you know, people at work or at school or just or your partner, You'll find that power within this story. And there was mo- there, there was a couple of moments where I had to go, why am I doing this? For me, that was a defining moment, you know, where there was a little bit of, mm, and I had to redo, I had to rewrite the whole thing in the present tense. And uh, and, and it was like, oh God, it was... And you could have easily given up I at that point. I could have easily given up. but And there's times where I thought, why am I doing this? And it's that reminder that, you know, I love writing and I love all, you know, what comes with it. But actually, it's not just about me. Mm. You know, be and useful. And you're doing it for a greater purpose. Come on. Yeah. And that's, there's so many themes in that book that are definitely doing it for a great purpose. I felt like if I read this, this is a book for everyone. Yeah. First of all, just so everyone knows that. It's not just a children's book. It's not just a young adult's book. It is a book for everyone. Because even when I was reading it, there were so many points of it when I thought back to, especially around the elements of bullying, for instance. Yeah. We've all experienced what I've definitely I experienced have, bullying. I have. What have your experience of bullying? Okay, like? there's different moments in my life. Yeah. Okay. But there's moments where you just feel to find your voice is it's horrible. Mm. You know, you you go home feeling less than and and it can really what it does, I think, bullying is um it's almost like starts chipping away at your self-worth. Yes, you 100%. start questioning yourself, and and you, I, and I found that you can stop making yourself smaller than you, not allowing yourself to be, you know, your true self. And but what I will find is that no matter what anybody else is doing, if if one has just one ally, if you feel heard, if someone's going, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that person being mean, mm. then you do, then then you suddenly go, okay. 
I'm not alone here. Because otherwise it's two things that's happening. One is that you're, you feel threatened or your own self-worth is being questioned. But if no one else is recognizing it, it's really lonely. Mm. It's really lonely and corrosive to you. Mm. So what did you have? Oh, I've had it. I was like bullied for being gay in the playground, and yeah. then it then goes online, and then it's then horrible. it then it spirals. And even like doing what I do now, you will get comments sometimes which were so horrific that you it does. Even if you have a strong sense yourself, it can still chip it, away. It's at still, you. and I think it's almost like if it happened to you at school, and it happened to me at school as well. And, and but just then you can carry that with you. It's almost like a label on your head, and the bullies are like predators that will sniff it out. Mm. They'll go, okay, that person's up for it. That person's up for it to be bullied. Mm. A little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. They, they look for ones that are slightly, you know, a little bit. But what Rosie Frost, I believe, gives you a little bit of armour. And a yes. little bit of armour. Self-worth is your armour. Mm. And any bully out there will suddenly go, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go there with this one. Yeah. You know, and that means we don't have to be aggressive or defensive, but it just means that I'm not going to participate with that behaviour. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think another element of the book that really touched me with the parts about loneliness as well, because we've all felt lonely yeah. at different times in our life. What was that like for you to explore? And did you delve into some sort of moments that you've maybe felt lonely to yeah. bring that to the page? Yeah, I, I think writing is a very, um, it's a great way to sort of get it out, mm. to get whatever's going on. And um, there's a few times in my life where I felt lonely because I didn't know how to express what I was feeling or with whom, what was appropriate. Okay, so there's a couple of themes that I use as ingredients for Ro Rosie. Um, for example, she loses her mother, right? And um, when I was younger, I lost my father. And I was, I, I literally, there's the scene in chapter one, that's what happened to me. Like she gets pulled out of class that's what happened to me and said, your dad is dead, right? And I remember feeling like, and this is, sounds really strange, but almost embarrassed of my feelings mm. because I didn't want to cry in front of anyone. I remember just closing in on myself um, because I didn't want to, anyone else to feel awkward or maybe to see my vulnerability. And I sort of carried that with me. And I think it's how learning from millennials, you know how millennials are so expressive about, you know, their feelings and what they're, I think, you know what? The pendulums needed to swing in that direction mm. before we tick in the middle. Yeah. You know, that's quite, that liberates. By me sharing, hopefully, you know, you can share too. And then the loneliness dissipates. Mm. I think so. That's what's so powerful about sharing. Mm -hmm. isn't it and yeah. we don't do it enough in our society as well because i think if we shared more then the shame would go mm -hmm. especially around things like grief where you 
can't sometimes find the words to be able to talk about it yeah. or know how to talk about it. The only way to be able to understand that and get that vocabulary is by actually talking to people about it and yeah. trying to work out how you feel. Yeah, by through other people's stories, mm. absolutely. But I think it's also generational because, you know, if we look at our parents and, and generations before that, they really didn't. And so it's sort of each generation become a little bit more confident to use mm. those la that language yeah. and say it's okay. It's actually quite, it's okay to cry. I mean, in Rosie, some of the characters, okay, so Charlie, right? He is, he's gorgeous. I don't know who's your favorite, but he's gorgeous and kind. You want him as you're on your side, right? He's, a, he's just like a regular kid bloke, blokey bloke, right? Yeah. But he cries in it. Is he does just just gently cries and it doesn't make him strong. It just actually vulnerability is your superpower. It's okay. Yeah, I and think we that's all really need healthy. To that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's healthy. Mm. When because this book is all about finding your power, and we've already talked a bit about finding self worth and trying to look after and nurture your self worth. When do you think you really found your power and your self worth? I think it comes and goes. Yeah. It depends. Like it depends what day you catch me on. You know, mm. I'm not. I'm. I certainly haven't got all the answers. I'm still learning and growing because what happens is you go to different chapters in your life uh, and different challenges. And and I think when we're younger, we have this. There's a bit of teenage bravado that you can sort of fake it a little bit yeah you know it's almost like a batman suit mm. like yeah i'll put on some i'll put on some lipstick and a good cleavage and off i go <laughs> do you know what i mean and then like, yeah that gonna... is so iconic by the way <laughs> love that so it but then i think when the twin late 20s your bravado starts to run out especially in the 30s for me this was my mm. experience you know for anyone in their 30s i found it the most challenging time because I was looking at the world around me you know and everyone else is ticking boxes and I was a little bit behind on you know finding love or you know getting it you know that whole life plan that we meant society is, is show, showing us mm. I was thinking oh I haven't got I haven't got quite that together and I haven't got that sort of ingenue young something going on anymore I think thirties was quite tricky, and and I would say it started to move in a much more, I would say, grounded uh, direction when I was in my forties. If mm. I'm really honest, because what that sort of confidence, that sort that teenage bravado, which gets lost in the thirties, comes back in the forties through experience, life experience. You like, do you know what? How important is it? Yeah, it, it, a bit, a bit of perspective. Mm. So you know, and I say to you know my younger brothers and sisters that are out there in the world that you know there's always there's always something new and different to come. You know, growing older is okay. Mm. You know, it's how we do it. It's how we do it. Yeah, and doing it, believing in yourself at the same time. Yeah, is such a powerful it's all right. It's all right, do, and we it? remind each other. You know, I, I look at certain pictures of myself at different times. I go, do you know what? That's when you go, remind me, you, you, were, you were okay then and then. Learn from that bit. Yeah. Okay, go with that feeling again. We're all a rich tapestry of our experiences 100%, at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's never going to be 100% right mm. or perfect. Mm. That's the human condition. Mm. Certainly not perfect. <laughs> well, one of the things I also love about the book and love about that you've always stood for in your career is the idea of friendship. Yeah. And I think we all 
find ourselves in different relationships with friendships at different times yeah. and we can find it easier or harder to make friends yeah. this book is an example of that do you think you've found it easier to make friends as you've got to know yourself as you're older that is so interesting i think we have friends in different periods of our life mm. that uh meeting you know is meeting our needs it's almost transactional okay for example you know the beginning of the spice girls that was almost like i needed family I needed family. You know, my dad had just died and I wanted them to be that. Sometimes friends do that for us. Mm. Um, and then we grow in different directions and, you know, and you find, you know, different friends in different areas of life and still be open to that. And certain ones stay with you and, cer and certain ones you just go, yeah, that was a chapter, for example. And, and, and what I like now is never being too old to make a new friend. 100%. I think it's really lovely yeah. in all areas of life. You know, in in the strangest places. You know, from the from it doesn't matter who you are. You can find a friend. I don't know whether it's the dustman or the duchess. You know, the postman or the president. You know, we've all you can you can find something lovely yeah. and connective. Well, everyone in life is a teacher and a lesson, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all get support and do each you do different things for each other. You you can't put. I don't put one thing into one person. Mm. And so, you can't expect that from people. No, either. I think it's unfair as yeah, well. It's very unfair. Yeah. But you've so, met like so many incredible people in your life. When you actually look at it, it's mad. Like Nelson Mandela, Prince Charles when he was King Charles, and now you also work with him as well on certain projects as well. Is there a conversation that you've had in your life that's really stuck with you and maybe shaped you or a person you've met who's done that for you? I'm very lucky to have met some amazing people. I, okay, as soon as you started bringing up amazing people, I was saying, who do I think that's amazing? And automatically it comes to mind with that title reign is Dame Judi Dench. Like, mm. I love her. And I, you know, I, she was discussing Shakespeare with me. And we, she, she, I started talking to her. Oh, I learned from, there's a piece from The Merchant of Venice. And I was going through it. And she started saying it with me. The quality of mercy is not strained. It drops as a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm doing Shakespeare. You're dead, Judy, dead. My, ah! my cup is full. That was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Do you know what? The, the other thing, talking of acting, right? And actors. And this is what the other thing I can share with you or anyone that's watching. And this is, it's never too late to dream. You're allowed mm. to have different dreams. Because before the the uh, the music, I studied English literature and theatre, and what I started, I, it was a few years back, and I was doing the book, but I thought I really want to start acting again. You know, I studied it for for quite a bit, and I started putting myself up for auditions, and I did some acting um, recently, and. And it and it was a really positive experience. It was scary, mm. and um, but I'm really glad I did it because it says you're allowed. It's testimony, and hopefully inspire others. Do you know what? If you suddenly want, do you know what? I want to do a bit of it's like you going. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna start this new podcast blah, called Rain, and I'm gonna go for it. And we make it happen. And you made it happen. Yeah. Why not? But that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think so many times in our lives, we can think, especially I think in our society, we can be very guilty of this, especially with women putting a 
um, a sort of barrier on when they can achieve things. And we have that built into us as well. We're like, oh, am I past my sell-by date on this? Can I do this? Can I do that? And that goes for people of any age at any time. And we need to break that down. Yeah, I think there's there's so many different ways we can marginalise ourselves, whether it's our gender, our race, um, you know, how old we are. And I suddenly thought, you know what, I'm going to... You know, I'm on my path. I'm not doing this perfectly. But I'm saying, okay, are we allowed to have different seasons to grow? Are we allowed to try new things? And it's only by the others that have gone before me. Maya Angelou, right? She did loads of different things. And and I thought, you know what? I'll give it a go. I might, you know... I'll just give it a go. Yeah. Why not? Why not? And I mean, also, if anyone wants to know how great your acting is, they just need to watch Spice World, the movie, because that is one of the best movies of all time, in my opinion. Oh, really? Opinion. I love it. I think it's Thank great. Thank you. I know. I worked on the script with that, so I'm yeah. very happy. Um, it stands the test of time as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's always... The, okay, Gran Turismo. Yes. Yes, you're in that. That In that. Yeah. I ugly cry in it. <laughs> <gasps> and I did work with this a German Husson who's in Gladiator. I mean, and he's nomin- and I, that's another time he was inspiring to work with. I was like, oh my God, I've got to bring my A game here. You're like, bring the ugly cry. Where did you go to to get the ugly cry down? I can't tell you. Part <laughs> being a, you know, like being a magician. It's like the magic. Yeah, magicians <laughs> cannot tell, reveal their source. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there, yeah, there's little techniques that you can. I went to, um, uh, I studied with Howard Fine in Los Angeles in my 30s. Mm. And and also before music, I did um, st- studied Stanislavski, and that's about being real to be it, like so it's authentic. Mm. So well, you are very real, and you've gone through so many different changes and challenges in your career, and you've been in our lives for the best part of thirty years now, which is just <laughs> incredible when you think about it, and you've done everything you've done you've had the most amazing experience with the Spice Girls breaking records left right and center you then broke more records when you were a solo artist you then did Jerry Yoga for a bit <laughs> yeah. which we all loved then you've literally gone on to publish multiple different books arriving at this moment in your life when you look back at that journey when do you think you've been truly proudest of yourself that's a really interesting question um I think proud or rewarded, I think being a mother, mm. you know, when I had, you know, when I had that baby in my arms and just the love that I felt, no one could have told me how much love I'd feel for, you know, for a child, for another human being, you know, I feel, and I, do you know what the most actually I felt, and I didn't know this until I had a child, that I felt more, when a bluebell passed her GCSEs, she's, you know, she's 17 now. When she opened that envelope and I saw her face. That I, was a moment. I tell you what, I felt more proud of her, more happy than my own self, which mm. is, you know, I can be selfish as all human beings can be. When I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but for personally, because I think it's really important to keep, you know, your own passions and not get completely swallowed up in motherhood because that's, you know, one day they're going to be out the door, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. See ya. Bye. <laughs> um, 
And there's different times, you know, obviously I'm really grateful and proud of what I've achieved with the Spice Girls, but then also, you know, when I first got, when I got my publishing deal for Rosie, you know, I kept on going, the mm. perseverance for that. When I got that phone call from my agent, and there is a picture of it, actually, I was on the phone. What a moment. What a moment. I was in New York airport, and the cam- and my PA had the camera up like that, and he said, you know, Penguin have offered you, you know, this deal. And I was like... Oh. You must have screamed the airport sc- Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. Because mm. um, it just... Is- it's sort of, it's very, uh, you know, rewarding and validating that you're allowed to go for your dreams. Mm. And also it's interesting because you could easily just sit at home and just be like, I've done it all, babes. Yeah, I, but you still keep going. I think I like being creative, to mm. me. I really love being creative. And I want to be useful and never squander this life. Mm. You know, we've been given this life and... I, you know, so if I can make things that make you feel good and, and empowered, you know, because in my life, especially when I was in different times, I found um, power through movies, through mm. books. I'm a real book, bookie. I love books. And, um, it's, fa- and so it's given me something when I sometimes couldn't find it potentially my own life. Yeah. But I found it through different mediums. So I Mm. like doing that for other people. And you are doing that and you've always done that. And off the back of the proud question, I wondered when you felt your most iconic though, because I've got one where I think you were like the ultimate icon for me when I was growing up. And I think this might also have been like a queer awakening of me. It's when you did the Brit Awards performance of Bag It Up and you came out of the giant legs and then you had all those... (gasps) stunningly hot topless dancers I was like oh my god this is it I'm gay this is it (laughs) this is it like that was a real moment when have you honestly felt your most iconic do you know I've always um identified with the gay culture I've I've surrounded myself with gay men I was actually having this conversation today that you know I didn't have a lot of um relationships in you know in my life in my adult life because you know, I surrounded myself with a lot of gay men and that really fulfilled a lot of that for me. Do you know what I mean? I mm. felt very comfortable and, you know, and held. It was really nice. And, you know, and the whole gay uh, culture of celebration, of let's empower each other. I've always loved that. Mm. I've always loved that. And and I've also wanted to support that as well, you know, if it takes so much courage to be yourself and anybody, you know, I know there's all variations of everything now, which is fine. And we all need to, I feel, isn't it wonderful if we can all help each other? Yes. Do you know what I mean? If anyone has felt marginalized in any different area, can, can't, we all know that a little bit. We don't know each other's lives but we can all feel that a little bit so isn't it wonderful if we can help each other Mm. and support each other I think that's a wonderful thing so if that felt like a moment you know with the bag it up with those legs (laughs) my goodness and those stunning dancers yeah Yeah. and the stunning why not and it's sharing for you that why that's fantastic fantastic yeah well it's also so important because I think as well talking about my shit I really do not think I'd be the feminist ally that I am if it wasn't for that kind of awakening of the Spice Girls when I was younger. 
Because when you're taught that, they're like, oh my God, yes, girl power. We all believed it. We all went along on that journey. And I genuinely think it's made me, or it's been a very formative part of my experience into becoming the feminist ally I am today. So you've done that for my community and I've done that vice versa. Oh, thank you very much. It's yeah. so nice to be here. I'm loving that t-shirt. I mean... I'm going to go back to... We'll yeah. get you one. Yeah, I'd love one. We can one. do that. It's a fascinating era, isn't it? I just love it. The Tudors. I mean, quite awful. Yeah, that's awful. But that's why you kind of love it, though. Because it's so bad. It's just eye-openingly awful. Did you find, like, I put it a little bit of viciousness in this? Yes, there was a bit of viciousness. <laughs> bit, like, but Tudors were not nice. They weren't like, come round, let's have a cup of tea. They're like, come round, we'll have the cup of tea, we'll become friends, and then I will chop your head off behind your back. Yeah, it, yeah. quite awful. Mm. So I tried to sort of put it in, like, just creeping under the door in certain things. Yeah. That, that first challenge... Yeah. When they carry across the ice. That's quite... And you are writing the second book at the moment, aren't you? I am. I've literally got my laptop. I was in the in the car on the way here going, I'm on... Yeah. Is it going to be a bit more vicious then, do we yeah, think? A bit more Tudor misery coming well, it's away? it's a bit more murderous. Murderous, <sighs> darker. Love it. I think it, like, it, it's got to grow into that. Do yeah. You know I mean, to keep you page-turning definitely more vicious mm. I mean what a challenge <laughs> and I mean it's been the best having you here today thank but you we very much always end on one final question okay and that always is in the reign of your life what's the one rule you'll always live by wow that's so interesting I'm very on brand for you you're so on brand. I didn't realise what I was coming to. Okay, I just thought I was coming to me a nice chap and that was it. Okay, one rule that I would live by. Yeah. In the reign of life, or the one that's really like stuck with you. Um I think just have courage. Mm. That doesn't mean you're not gonna be scared. Courage isn't about not being afraid. It's about listening to this. Courage, liqueur. Listen to your heart. Yeah. That's all the answers. I love that. Thank you so much. I mean, that was also, I was also going to have to ask you about Glastonbury and the Spice Girls, but now you can't answer it. So there you go. <laughs> I was like, there's no point in answering the question, babes. We've had a great interview. Oh my God. I've loved thoroughly it. enjoyed it. Thanks for being here for this episode of Rain. If there are things that resonate with you, I'd love to hear from you. Get me on socials at Josh Smith Hosts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, rate, subscribe or follow and share this with someone you think should hear it. Let's get those convos going because that is what this podcast is all about. Hi babes, me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do, as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. 
Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want, and bring the connections you are so deserving of, babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, read by me, no less, and it's out on the 20th of June.